hear all the stuff, right? And I'm someone who's not terribly up on current affairs, particularly. I watch a bit of news night occasionally. But I don't really look at the news. I get a bit on social media and Twitter and things. But even I am getting this kind of, whoa, what's happening? You know, this uncertainty of, well, what's going to happen now? Everybody's saying different things. We should do this. No one seems to agree on anything. And yet we, and sometimes we begin to pick up on that, right? And we don't want to pick up on that because I don't think that's going to help us. Concentrating on the problem harder, I don't think necessarily brings a solution. When we begin to create a space where my mind can be free, my body can be free, that's when God begins to speak, right? That's why Phil's taking a sabbatical. That's why in the Bible it says, keep the Sabbath holy. Keep the Sabbath different. Keep it other than the rest of the time, okay? That's why churches are here, right? Sabbath is like a space in time. If you imagine your week, you're taking those 24 hours to be different. This is a different space, physically, geographically, okay? So that when we come in here, it's like, okay, it's not that we forget the world and we forget to look out, but this is a place where we are safe and we are meeting together. We are of one mind. We are of one accord. And whatever troubles you're going through, you can say, you know what? I'm going to leave those at the door and I'm going to come and I'm going to worship God. When I was in Toronto and I was leading a small group, I had them. Um, it was about half nine in the evening and I was playing pool with some of the other guys. And one of, one of the guys in my small group came up to me and he was mad. He was really angry about something. And he said, right, we well, are going to talk right now. And I thought, ah, I'm about to beat this guy. Anyway, being a good leader, I said, that's fine. You win. I've got to go and sort something out. So we went into the office and uh, I sat down. I thought, well, I'm going to sit down. He never sat down during this whole thing. And uh, he was mad. I mean, he was he was walking up and down. He was sh- he was like shouting, raising his voice. He was wheeling chairs into walls and things. And I was like, oh. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to listen. And after about kind of five minutes, I thought, well, oh, this is no good. I well, firstly, I do not understand what you are talking about. I don't really understand why you're angry. And so I made a choice in that moment. I thought, right, I'm just going to stop listening to him because. This isn't how, concentrating on what he's doing and how he's feeling right now. It's my pastoral side coming out, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you just carry on, mate. I'm just going to be on my own little thing over here. Anyway, so I kind of, in my head, I just stopped listening. I thought, well, okay, so what am I going to say? Because I don't have an answer to him. And after, after about 30 seconds, bang, this little phrase popped in to my head, which was, when was the last time you spent time with God? without bringing that with you, without bringing the problem with you. And I managed to find a gap in between his rantings. I said, hang on, hang on. When was the last time you spent time with Jesus without bringing that thing with you? And bosh, in a moment, it's, he just stopped dead and stared at me. And then he just, he didn't say anything, he just walked out of the room. <laughs> and I thought, well... Yeah, I got rid of him. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't think that's the aim. But he came back to me the next day. He said, ah, I went away and I just, he was a musician. He said, I just got my guitar and I just worshipped God. And I just, any time that problem would come up, I just pushed it away and said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he said, I had the most incredible encounter with God just because I, 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 it's not like I forget the problem. It's I choose to leave the problem. I choose to not bring it with me. I choose not to focus on it. And instead, I come and I do this. And so this morning, I want to talk about creating space, right? Because it's all about creating space. Creating a, a time, maybe even an actual place where I can, I can leave everything outside of that place and I can just be and allow something new to happen. Okay? So, the first one was peace, and we've already done a bit of that, so that's excellent. Um, and my iPad's gone off. 
So we're going to do a bit of praying today as well, because that seems to be um, what what we're doing at the moment. There seems to be a lot of praying going on. And actually, we've been talking about revivals in KLS um, and noticing that every revival starts with people praying. It starts with people making space and going, well, let's do this, right? Let's do something different to what we normally do, right? Because if we want something new to happen, we've got to do something new. We've got to change. Come on, Albert, preach it. So, uh, what am I going to pray about now? Uh Okay, let's give you something that happened this week. Is Sue Besant here, or is she out with kids today? Okay, I think she already knows this, but I will check with her. So last week when Heather was speaking, she got Sue up at the end to give some words of knowledge. And the first one she gave was about, she had the word Fairview and something to do with finances, wasn't it? And so we didn't put our hand up at the time because we were... We were like, I don't think that's for us. And then Jen said, oh, hang on. I think my, my gran used to live at a place called Fairview that she's just moved out of. So anyway, we were quickly checking that, and we found her at the end and said, that's for us. So the story is this. We, we're doing an extension, and we're hoping to start that in a May time is when it's booked in for. And we don't yet have all the money. So Jen's all right with that, apparently. And uh, But that's good. <laughs> it's good that one of us is all right with that. <coughs> anyway, beginning of last year, so we had our planning in for probably two, coming up to two years in September. No. Yeah, no, it must be two years in September. Uh, and beginning of last year, we heard that um, Jen's gran is going to be moving out of her house, selling that, and moving into a retirement place. And she has this big old place in Cumbria. Uh, really, really nice. And her, Jen's dad said, oh, when she sells that, she wants to give, well, she's going to give her children money, and then he wanted to give us money f- out of that. And we thought, that sounds great. And we're talking tens of thousands of pounds, so we're like, bring it on. We could really do with that. Um, and so they said, oh, it's going to yeah, probably be done in the summer. The sale's kind of gone through, so that's going to be good. And we were, we were, we were like, cool. And then it went pretty quiet for a little while. And then August time, it was like, okay, so kind of the sales all gone through, and then it was moving her in, so that's okay. It's going to be kind of the next kind of month, six weeks. The money should be through, and we'll be able to give it to you. And kind of nothing happened. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, that's all right. We don't have to have it now. We just need to get something done before the planning runs out, like we're doing with Area F. Got to Christmas. And we kind of spoke to him at Christmas said, look, we don't want to be pushy because we realize it's a gift. But it's quite a big gift and we need quite a lot of money. Is there any? They said, yes, don't worry. January it's going to come. So we're like, okay, January. Is it definitely January? Don't worry. It's going to be in, sorted, beginning of January. You'll have it. New year, new money, lovely jubbly. <coughs> so we're kind of halfway through January thinking, okay. End of January, 31st of January, I'm thinking, uh, is this going to be in then? First. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Phil, I don't know how you do this. So it turns into February, and by this time, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to have to start. I'm I'm, I'm essentially thinking I'm not sure this is going to happen in time for when we're going to start the work because, you know, it takes a while for stuff to go through. And then Sue had this word last week about Fairview and finance. Now, we knew that we needed finance for stuff. But Jen goes, Fairview, it rings a bell. And it it rang a bell in my head for a different reason, because we've painted a house called Fairview, I think. And she looks up, she goes, I wonder what my grand's thing was. And there it is. Her grand used to live in Fairview, which is the house he's just, just sold. And it's to do with finance. So we were like, right, Sue, you've got to bless us. Please bless us, Sue. 
So she says, right, okay, well, we're going to have it. It's going to happen. It's gonna, and it's going to be this week. And you're going to get it through this week. And it's all going to be sorted. And there's going to be no problems. And there's going to be a lifting of anxiety from you. So I thought, well, I thought at first I thought, yes, would agree. Sunday I was like, yeah, come on. By Monday I was like, man of faith. That's why they've asked me to speak in faith and risk week. <laughs> so anyway. End of the story is Friday. Jen gets the phone out, checks the account, and there's twenty thousand pounds in the account. And there's there's more to come because we can't put it all in Jen's, so we have to you know split it up. But <laughs> it was like, oh my word, that's amazing, right? It's just, and I'm very happy, and I still need more money. So we're going to take up an offering for me now. So we're going <laughs> to... Um, but what I want to do is I want to pray for anybody right now who has been waiting for something. Where there's like... It might be finance, I don't know. Um, but maybe it's a promise over your life um, that you've had for a long time. And it's like, ah, oh, what's been happening? You know, I was thinking about Abraham and the promise of the child. Genesis 12, he gets promised you're going to be a mighty nation. Genesis 15, it happens again. No, you're going to be a mighty nation. We're going to give you this land. And he, and he, he waits until he's 100 years old before he gets a son, right? Well, he gets a son before that, but, you know, that's, was it, that was his own work. So. Uh, so if you feel like, man, I've been waiting for quite a while for something to happen, I would love you to stand right now. Oh, oh. Everyone stands up. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, how are we going to do this? I didn't think there were going to be this many people. But why don't we all stand up and we're all going to put our hands on each other? <laughs> so, just begin to pray for each other, okay? Because it's not someone at the front that gets this done. Everybody has the Holy Spirit in them. So, Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now that you will begin to move in people's lives. Father, we say that there is going to be like an unblocking of finance and promise, Father. Things are going to begin to line up, Lord, that there is going to be new things happening, that things are going to just be like a jigsaw. Those pieces are just going to begin to fit together, that people are going to be overhear conversations and say, I can help with that. I can do that. I've been waiting for someone to come with that. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, keep coming. Just keep coming into this room. Keep coming into this room. We thank you that the solutions are right there. That the breakthrough is here today. The breakthrough is here today. We just thank you for those seeds that have been planted. We thank you for those seeds that have been planted and we ask the rain to come and just begin to water that ground that we are going to see new growth. We are going to see those, those small green shoots and that when we see them, we are going to celebrate. That we are going to hold on to those. We thank you, Father. That where there has been confusion, there is going to be order. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now is the time. We say, now is the time. We say, now is the time. Now is the time. Come on. Now is the time. Now is the time. Anything that has been getting in the way, any, any wrong thinking, any wrong actions are going to stop now. And something else is going to rise up. The goodness is going to rise up. Thank you, Father. Hey, 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 hey. Shooby dooby. Shooby shooby dooby.
Good. Okay, what are we going to pray for next? Because it's exciting. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's pray about encounters, because um, I think that would be good, wouldn't it? Mm, and space. Let's go back to space, because we have to, you know, one of the reasons I'm trying to do this today, so normally this isn't what I would normally do. Normally what I'd like to do is just get this out and we'll read some stuff and we'll learn some stuff and that'll be good. Um, but I didn't want to do that today, because I really feel like this creating space has been something that has been highlighted to me. Um, and uh, since, so as Heather's let the cat out of the bag, I do a podcast since doing that, it's been like, well, <clears throat> I can do teachy stuff on that, and that's really good, and people can hear it, and they can engage with it as much or as little as they want, and that's fantastic. But then it brings up for me, like, well, what am I doing here? Right? If I can, if I can teach something to you, there has to be a reason for us to gather together. Doesn't there? If not, why don't we just all... Why doesn't Phil just sit down with a mic in his own home and save a lot of hassle with this? Do you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't have to pay rent or electric. We wouldn't have to do all that building. He could just sit there. We could all get it, download it. Bob's your uncle. If that's what it's all about, then what, what are we doing? Too right. Come on. So it has to be something more than that. And I was, So we're thinking about creating this space. And the problem is for something new to happen is you don't quite know what's going to happen, right? I don't know what's going to happen right now. And I'm filling because I don't know what's going to happen. Because I can't, I can't make you have an encounter, okay? This is something that we all have to engage in, right? And we all have to be willing to go with whatever's happening. And sometimes I can sit there and I can think, do church to me. Right? And so, honestly, sometimes I do. I sit at the back and I think, yeah, just I'll take the information and then it won't actually make much of a difference because I'm going to forget it as soon as I walk out the door. And that's not a diss on anyone who shares here, but I think that just happens sometimes. And sometimes you do get something, right? Sometimes you do catch something. You think, oh, that's good. Maybe I'll look into that. And something happens out of it. But let's get God a bit more involved. As if he's not already involved, but let's, let's be more open to what he's doing. Okay? And so I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about in Acts 1, Jesus is flying out, and he says to his disciples, stay in Jerusalem. Okay? Stay in Jerusalem until the Father gives you the gift that he's going to give you. We skip to Acts 2. And we find out that what they've decided to do is just stay in a in a, a room somewhere. Uh, they've decided to find a space and then create space. And they thought, well, we can't just sit here doing nothing, maybe. Maybe we need to pray. So they knew what they had to do, okay? They just, well, we've got to stay here. But I imagine if, if you ask them, what's the gift that God's going to give you and how is that going to come? It's probably, uh, I, I, I imagine nobody guessed. There's going to be a really strong wind, and then there's going to be tongues of fire, and then you're going to speak in different languages. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sometimes we whiz past this. Oh, yeah, Pentecost, tongues of fire, different languages, as if that's normal. As if that's like, it's mad. It's absolutely mad, Rosemary. That's what it is. It's not, it's <laughs> no one would have guessed that. But sometimes we get so busy with life, I have to get on with the next thing. You know, when I come in here, and it, sometimes when I'm hosting it, I feel Mandy's pain. When she was out there, it's like, oh, we've got to get the kids out. We've got the worship team. They've got to do their bit. Nate's got to get up and speak. Um, oh, yeah, we've got to do the offering as well. And, and sometimes, now, all of these things are good. 
And we're going to keep doing these things because they are good. And there is good to have structure. Because without structure, there is something like it can go a bit wobbly. And we don't want to go too wobbly. But sometimes we need to make a space and not know what is about to happen. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is, this is what we're doing. No. But just to encourage you about what an encounter can do. Let's, we're going to go to Judges 6. Who remembers this story? You all know this story. Oh, not that story. So Gideon's story. <clears throat> now we all know kind of the first parts of this. Gideon is a little scaredy cat in in uh, hiding in a wine press threshing wheat because that's what you do if you're scared and hiding from your enemy. And the angel of God comes to him and says, you're awesome and mighty and powerful. And Gideon looks around and he says, hmm, who are you talking to? And he says, I'm well, this is not exactly how it goes. This is my paraphrase of the story. <clears throat> he says, you are. And he said, oh, well, hang on a minute. I'm not. Look at what's happening around us. I'm hiding, doing something with wheat in a wine press because these people have been coming and taking all of our crops and blah, 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 blah. And he says, no, 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 you're the man and you're going to rescue Israel. You're going you're gonna to have the enemy and you're going you're gonna to see them off. And he thinks, whatever. And then he, then he begins to test this angel of the Lord. He says, well, if you are the angel then how, how am I going to know? And he goes and gets some food, various bits, puts on some stones, and the angel of the Lord touches with the staff, and poof, the whole thing goes up in flames, incinerated, and he thinks, oh, maybe he's onto something. But he still doesn't really want to do it, Gideon. So he's like, okay, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I've got this fleece, and what I'd like you to do is make sure that there's something like the fleece is dry, and the ground is wet when I come back to it in the morning. So he puts it on the ground, comes back to it, fleece is dry, ground is wet. And he's thinking, oh man, I'm in trouble. Wait, wait, wait. Just one more thing, just one more thing, right? And you can feel this kind of, he wants to get out of this. Like he still doesn't believe this at all. Wait, 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 okay. Do it the other way around. Fine, the, the dry fleece and the wet ground is good. What about a wet fleece and dry ground? Thinking... There's always dew in the morning. This fella can't do this. He comes back in the morning, fleece is wet, dry, ground is dry, and he thinks, oh, great. This is it, this is it right? I'm going to have to do what this guy says. I'm gonna, I might actually have to believe. So he goes out and he gets, um, gets this huge army, uh, and then later on, he, God says to him, anyone that's scared, let them go. Okay, so he's got a 32,000 army with him because apparently you can do that. Army, assemble, and 32,000 people arrive. He says, the scared ones, send them away, because they're not going to be any good to you. So 22,000 leave. <laughs> and, then he, and then God says, oh, I tell you what, this is just going to be too easy with 10,000. So what we're going to do, you go and drink. You go and, we're going to go and have a drink. And I want you to watch how they drink. He's like, yeah, cool. This is normal. So there he is. He's watching them all. They're all there. And there are some people that go down with their mouths to the water. And some people cup the water and bring it to their mouths like that. Okay? And God says, the ones that cup the water, those are the ones. Send all the other ones that, that just put their face to the water away. So he sends those away. And, he's, and he ends up with 300. Not cool. Anyway, so then he goes down to the camp. God says, go down to the camp and you'll, you'll hear them. He goes down with his servant and they say, and they, <laughs> they have this view about a bread rolling through the camp and stuff. And out of that they get that, oh no, we're going to be defeated by these people. And they get torches, uh, 
in jars and horns. And Gideon says, when we surround the camp, on my signal, smash the jars, the light will shine, make a big noise. And so they do that, and the enemy gets, you know, just turns on themselves in the confusion and destroys each other. Okay? So that's the Gideon story. The more fascinating part of the Gideon story is after that. So we go out of Judges 6, Judges 7, and then we get to Judges 8. Now, let me say, Gideon's story covers these three chapters. God stops speaking halfway through, well, about a third of the way through chapter 7. So the rest of chapter 7 and chapter 8, God doesn't say anything. And then we read what Gideon went and did. Okay, uh, so he goes to the, he goes and so he's pursuing the rest of the the army that have got away, uh, and he comes to Sukkoth. So we're in verse five of chapter eight here, and he says, "Please give give loaves loaves of bread to the people that, who follow me, for they're exhausted, and I'm pursuing the kings of Midian." And they said, uh, "Are are the kings already in your hand uh, that we should give bread to your army?" <coughs> And Gideon says, well, God's promised that he's going to give them. And they say, well, when you actually have the kings, then come back and then we'll feed you. Then he goes to the next town and the same happens, right? When you actually have them, then we'll feed you. And G- but Gideon, in the middle of all of that, starts calling them out, okay? Because of the, of the first town, he says, well, when the Lord's given them into my hand, I will, I will flail your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars, Okay. Remember, this man was hiding in a wine press about that far away, that far ago. And in the other one, he says, uh, when I come again, I'm going to break down your tower. God didn't say to do any of that. But one encounter with God, one, li- one well, I say little victory, it was 300 men against an army, but one encounter, and he had so taken on a different, um, identity, God had pulled something out of him that was so different to what he was. He was now going around saying, and if you don't do this, then I'll do this. He was the one pushing out, right? Pushing through, through one encounter. One encounter. He was a scaredy cat, and now he is this fierce warrior. In the space of, I don't know, three days? I don't know how many it is. One encounter can do that. One encounter can change you so completely that to other people, you seem like a different person. So, we're going to go after encounters now. And I don't know what this is going to look like. And I don't know if anything's going to happen. Because I can't make this happen. So, why don't we stand... Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come again. Just keep coming and being in this place right now. Mm. Thank you that the train of your robe is filling this temple, Father. That not only is it filling but it keeps filling, it keeps coming, and it never stops.
we just wait on you, Father. We just ask him with expectation. Something new is rising up right now. We're going to see you afresh. We're going to see you new. We're going to see another face of the diamond. We're going to be caught up in another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're just getting a word that you feel you need to speak. If that's happening, just speak it out, okay? Maybe you feel like there's just something you need to do, like you have this urge to <laughs> put your arms up, I don't know, whatever it is. But just go with with what's just beginning to come. Because we don't know what this is going to look like. But we do know we don't want it to be like it always has been. So this is a safe place. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Keep coming. More, more. solution is in the encounter. That's what I hear. Mm. The solution is in the encounter.
can't go into the full detail. I had a sozo. Is this working? I had a sozo yesterday. But it was like the analogy between the Scots fighting and the English. And the Scots went into battle because they had sustenance in their, in their sporing. They could go ahead. The English, the, they had the, the, the wagons with the food going before them or with them. And I felt like God saying, you're like those Scots. That the different analogy is we're different to those who don't believe. As believers, we have that sustenance. And the picture I got was the, like, it's from a fable of porridge. Just, this porridge just wouldn't stop coming. The, the, the fairy tale's not important, but it was a picture of that porridge. It just, it was, it was streaming so much, it was overflowing the house and going into the roads. And it's like, as God's people, like those Scots going into battle, we have that abundance. We have the strategy and the solution going into battle. There's many of us that have been facing battles. But know this, there is an abundance because we are God's own. So <laughs> don't laugh. Freedom! Sorry. <laughs> Come on. It's good. It's good. That is a risk right there. That is what a risk looks like. <laughs> that was not ordinary, and that is good. <laughs> yeah, so honor you for that, Mandy, that you've taken that step. So Holy Spirit, just come right now and fill Mandy up again. Hey. that she is one who brings freedom wherever she goes that she has brought freedom into this room right now keep coming Holy Spirit keep coming Holy Spirit If you're feeling the Holy Spirit, why don't you just put a hand on someone next to you and share that? Um, all meeting, I've had the phrase, another wave rolls in, going through my head. Another wave rolls in. And uh, I just want to say, yes, Lord, another wave rolls in. But that's, that wave is followed by myriads of waves because the waves never stop. <laughs> the Holy Spirit never stops. He rolls in. I want to declare that over us this, this morning, that the Spirit of God never stops. He rolls in, and he's rolling in now. 
and he wants to roll into your life every day this week. New encounters every day. This is just the start. The Holy Spirit is rolling in. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And I saw a picture of, um, at the same time as hearing that phrase, I saw a picture of, of locks, a whole series of locks. Uh, like, they're all mechanical locks, metal mechanical locks. And as each one swung open, there was another lock behind, and that swung open, and that swung open. And I, I think it was the locks of, of heaven, if you like, the, the treasures of heaven, the treasure room of heaven that God is unlocking to us the treasures of heaven, because we are his children and he is our father. And he delights to give us the treasures of heaven. So maybe whatever you need now, whatever you need each day this week, as you, you wake up to ask God, unlock another lock, God. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I feel there are Gideons here. And you've been hiding. You've been hiding and you've been worried because you think there's too much. There's too much. I can't cope with everything. Maybe it's promises you've had. Maybe it's big problems. <laughs> Whatever they are. But that you've been hiding away and it's been your, you know, and that's good. And the comfort of God is good, and he will always be there, and he will always walk with you. But I feel like he's beginning to lead people out of the hiding place, okay? <clears throat> and he's going to take you by the hand, and he's going to just begin to walk you along. And, and sometimes that is hard, right? And we might resist, and that's okay. It's okay. but get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> Probably can't do that, but be uncomfortable then. Maybe I should just say that, okay? But he's taking you out of the hiding place because there are calls on people's lives that need to begin to come forth. Those are the words. Come on, Andy. Come on. Do you want to come and pray? Yes. Now it's happening. Oh, yeah. K parents, please collect your kids. Sorry. Pray for fresh fire on our hearts today to encounter the fire of God that will just burn up all the fears, the failures, all the things that have been in the past we let go for the fire of God to come upon us, to consume us. That will take everything, but we're just laying it before God on the altar today and saying, God, it's for you. Lord, it's about you, for you, for your kingdom, to encounter the king, to see his kingdom come. And we pray fire will fall on us today and that God we won't be the same we're coming into a new era we're coming into a new season and we pray father for Phil as he goes to the states to not come back the same man we pray that fire will fall on his heart that there will be dreams encounters father for him that father he will know that there's a new authority and anointing upon his life to come forth and to lead us into a new place father God that the promises of God are not slow but the promises of God are yes and amen and we just bless him as he's been persevering as he's been pressing in but we pray that fire will come upon him that he will rise as a new man he will rise with new authority anointing will be upon him Father God and that he can't help but speak forth the kingdom of God the oracles of God that there's going to be a wisdom Father that's just going to open up before him favour Lord will come into this new season and we will just experience Father an unfolding and unravelling Father of the purposes of God and it's going to go speedily, it's going to go quickly Father God and we're just going to have these encounters Father God that's going to lead to another encounter, another opening, another 
preparation, Father, of what is to come. So, Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is upon us in this season. And we just pray, Father, for the increase, Father, of revelations, Father. Increase, Father, of revelations, wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the purity of your wisdom, the beauty of your wisdom, of who you are, of what it is that you are doing. It's not about striving and straining. It's not about plans and purposes. It's about presence. It's about your presence, Father. We want to encounter your presence, O oh God. And so, Father, today we say, we're here, Lord. There's room in our hearts. There's room in the inn, as Joe was just saying to me. There's room in our hearts. We're moving the clutter. We're moving the other things aside because we're saying they're not important. That's from the past. We're letting go. And we're saying we're coming forth in Jesus' name. We're coming forth into this new identity. We're coming forth into new authority. And we thank you, Father, for what you're about in this season. And the ones of us, Lord, you're thrusting into nations, more people going into nations, more media from Lighthouse being released prophetically that's going to speak destiny. It's going to speak into different languages, into different cultures. And we thank you, Father, for what you're doing here. It's been a deep well, but it's going to explode that when this well comes up, it's going to be like a fountain that's just going to go far and wide, Father God, and it's going to be a fountain of life. And many are going to find healing in its wings. Many are going to find healing in its wings. In Jesus' name, we declare, in Jesus' name, this fountain is bursting. It's bursting. It's bursting in Jesus' name. And those of you who've got gifts of the Spirit, we speak, speak release over your hearts. Speak a uncapping of wells within you. You are qualified. You are called. You are anointed. Step forth. Step forth in Jesus' name. Step forth in Jesus' name. And the ground is opening up before you. Footpaths are opening up for you. Destinies and purposes we declare over you in Jesus' name. I know that we've now reached a moment where there's a bit of movement and um, children coming in and out. But I just really appeal to you to recognize this moment. Please, would you just hang on in there a, a few more seconds? Let's just make that space. Take this seriously. This is a word to the church. This is a word to us, an appeal from the heart of the Father to open up and make space for him that he can bring this new thing. And I want to refer back to something that Mandy shared. It might sound comical to us, this comparison of the Scots carrying the porridge in the sporran and the, uh, the English with the food in, in the wagon. But the Holy Spirit said to me, There's really, he is speaking this to us right now. That in our company, there has been a tendency to look to be fed by the group, by the organization. It's not a sin, but at this particular point in time, he's saying, I want you to be more like those men that carried their daily bread. Everyone able to access his presence, his word in the now, to encounter him daily. And if you felt like a failure at that in the past, forgive yourself right now. Because he is offering grace in this moment for you to make a choice to say, this week, I'm going to make space. I'm going to make space every day. And he is going to give me what I need in the moment if I will come and worship him without my that, that thing. I'm going to give him the space he deserves. And I'm his sheep and I will hear his voice. And he will give me what I need. He wants to transform us into a company of people where every single one of us is doing that. That's the desire of his heart for us. And it's a good desire. 
And so I just pray right now that we would have ears to hear and hearts to respond. That we would make really valuable decisions in this moment that you would add your grace to. We will do our little bit of making the space. Will you do the supernatural bit of filling us with the sustenance, the now word, the revelations, like the Fairview finance thing that just shifts mountains? Every one of us can do this so that we become an activated army. Moving forward in your name, amen. <laughs> okay, so I um, just want to say thank you so much to everybody for being a part of this morning and honoring and supporting Nathan and me and Beth and uh, we're call meeting to a close but guys really bless you and um, have a really blessed week and thank you Andy for praying as well that was awesome okay thanks guys <laughs>